<laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Back Row Bros. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode. We want to introduce you to this week's episode, and we're going to be talking about running today. We got our expert on the, the topic with Joel and Zach, and we're going to go into a little bit of history behind running, some techniques, some shoes, and some injuries. Hope you enjoy. I got a bad feeling about this. You can't back all the topics. Who are you people? Back row bros. And we're live. What's up, bros? What's up, everybody? That was terrible. <laughs> Why is it Joel's fault? <laughs> Why'd you look right? Hey, everybody. <laughs> it was like voice cracked, and he and, he and Zach went at the same exact time, so they couldn't hear either one of them. And, um, what are we talking about today, dude? We got a lot. To, we got a lot to cover. I know, like for the for the listeners, for the listeners, it's only been a week, but for us, it's been like two and a half weeks since we last recorded. So we got a lot to kind of talk about. Feeling rusty. Um, I almost forgot you guys' names. I know. Oh, um, Johnny. So what's, what's the be- what's the biggest thing that, that's happened probably since the last time we came in? Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. That was good. Football started. Yep. Yes. That was good. Hard Knocks ended. Yes. Today, yep. Or yesterday. We hadn't watched it yet, though. Mm-hmm. And we also uh, we got white coats. We got some white coats. What do you all think about that? I think it went well. I liked it. You liked it? I think I did too. I think my my kind of like final consensus was it was good. Yeah, it was well put together uh, ceremony. Other than the car wreck on the way there. Uh, yeah, man, that was some that. tough. So what happened? Just tell us about your mindset, like going, <laughs> like just what happened. I was just ticked. I just it sucks to get in a car wreck. We had left a few minutes early to um, because we had to kind of run an errand before, and so. We got hit before that, so that's that's the worst. But we still made it, so that was good. Um, they did mess up on our coats. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Trey, if anybody's seen the picture that we posted of the back row bros in our in our white coats, Trey's the most obvious. His mm. sleeves are about <laughs> six inches too short. Yeah. We all got women's cuts, I was in which like, was a bummer. Like, Three-quarter sleeve baseball shirts, things. Yeah, like. yeah, but we're getting them. We're getting them fixed, and it's gonna look nice. And I was proud of our glass. It's gonna look great in my closet. So, um, Joel, I got a question for you. What's up? How's triathlon training going? It's going, kind of. <laughs> I've been slacking the last week, uh, and then into the Labor Day weekend. But swimming's getting better. Uh, I'm up to nine laps. I can swim nine laps consecutively, so I'm almost there. Only got to do twelve. For race day. Is that in a baby pool? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Olympics Olympic size pool. State of the art. And uh, so I don't know. I've started I'm enjoying it. And I got the new shoes, so Oh. What's the brand uh, again? What's the brand again? Um running some on cloud uh, yeah, yeah. cloud flow <laughs> yeah. shoe. You, you wanna give a little review real quick? Sure, I'll give a review. Hold on. He's gonna get them off the get off the feet. They, they can't see them. Plug your nose. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the on cloud, the cloud flow, and it's extremely lightweight, seven point seven six ounces, with a six millimeter drop, 
neutral, so you don't have any uh, orthotic in there or anything for stability and moderate cushioning. Uh, I really like it, super light, and uh, I just put them on and feel fast. And would definitely advise for anyone, I don't have much experience trying out a lot of different running shoes, but comparing this to like a Nike that would be like comparable price, I would take this nine times out of 10. So word on the street is an important record was broken in these shoes. Yes, uh, I think the Ironman world record was broken mm. in this same model of shoes. So Spicy. overall, solid. Awesome. That's good to hear for our uh, first fake um, sponsor. Thanks ever. for sending them on, Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> they were fairly priced. It was great. All right. Let's uh, speaking of triathlons and running. Um, Zach, why don't you go ahead and introduce the topic for today? Uh, we're going to be talking about running. So if you enjoy running or hate it like most people do, this is going to be the episode for you. Uh, I really like this topic because I've run my whole life, whether it was forced running yeah. or forced. because I got too fat or too out of shape. I've just been running. But... Running sucks. Let's just be honest. Like, <laughs> you get hurt every time. You every time. It, every time it always gives you the butterflies before you start running. You just get this uneasy feeling. Like, I'm just not ready to do this today. You, you don't get the same feeling. I don't also? know if I get butterflies. I mean, I don't get excited, but I'm not nervous to go on a run. Well, when you're trying to like, well, how far do you run? That's the difference when he was going. Like, how far did you get on your marathon? Adventure, 14s high. That's the, okay. I've done 13. Really? Yeah. No problem. I mean, I know you got your half marathon under your belt. I didn't. I mean, not no problem. I died a couple times, but <laughs> I guess just going out for a regular run, two to three miles. I mean, I think I, I think butterflies. Like you said, though, like <clears throat> starting the run is always dreadful, but once you get going, you know, you get the yeah. Some some people find the runners high. I feel like I have I, before. I have, but it's weird when I get it. I could get it some days on like a three mile. Yeah. And then run 13 and not get it. So I don't really know how that works. Okay. So all you guys are, I mean, pretty well versed in running. I mean, you had like, what, how, how many months did you train, Zach? Um, well, I've tried to train twice now. And the most recent time was this past fall. And it started in July. And I went all the way into November, I think. So that's like four months of training for a marathon. Yeah. So that's some good experience. Joel, you did run a marathon last January. Yup. So. Six months of training. Trained for a half, took a week off, and then started training, a training program for the full. Nice. <clears throat> and then Austin, have you just ran one half marathon? Just one half marathon. That's all okay. I needed to do. Okay. <laughs> And then, Trey, you ran cross-country in high school, right? Yeah, I ran for two years. That's still shocking to me. Well, yeah. well. <laughs> you see how fast he moved in the parking lot today? <laughs> I definitely slowed a down. A dang slot could have gone faster over there. Definitely well, slowed down. As somebody less uh, well-rounded in running, like I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced the running high. I don't think I've ever ran more than five miles at a time. And, okay. I, don't, and I didn't experience a running high at that point. Like always, what? What is the running high? I always got it whenever I, we were competing. 
that's whenever I felt the most fun out of running because all the prep sucks. Yeah, I kind of am interested to see like how you would describe it. It's just you feel invincible. Yeah, like yeah. You, you're running and you're like, man, you've you've already run six right. miles and you're yeah. like, that's like where you usually hit. And you're like, oh, I can go three more. Right. Yeah. Nothing's stopping me. Today. Right. You feel like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And you're just like firing on all cylinders and you're okay. it's good. It's prideful kind of. You're just like, oh god, I'm better than I thought I was. I'm capable of more than, you know, I ever thought I could do. And then so. the next time you get a mile and a half in and collapse. So. Yeah. <laughs> you twist your ankle or you have knee pain or back pain and you're like, okay, I suck at this. I'm giving up. So it's, How long does it last normally? Like, when do you start? When does that wear off and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot go any further? Uh, I want to say maybe a couple minutes for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I start running faster. Yeah, and kind of running too fast for my own good. Yeah, and then it just sucks the energy out of you. But so when you were training, you had how many injuries did you have when you were really going for the marathon? Just one. Well, no, I take that back. I mean, I had aches and pains along the way, but only one real injury, and uh, I self-diagnosed myself with peroneal tendonitis. I'm pretty sure that's what caused me to stop. But I had, you know, occasionally knee pain and the occasional low back pain, um, just achy kind of stuff. But that was what ended me. Was the foot or the back? The foot. Oh, the foot. Well, will do it. What if I had back pain and I was like, is it bad for my back to start running? Oh, good question. Depends on the nature of the back pain, I would yeah. say. That's true. That's true. But, well, so one of the things you found, Zach, and I think we've actually talked about this in one of our classes, um, but you were saying that it increases bone density. Yeah. Inclu- and also it affects your, uh, your intervertebral discs. Yeah, yeah. So there was a study that was done and i don't have any of the specifics about it we'll put it in the show notes there was uh the groups in the study were like elite long distance runners and then just like recreational runners and then people i think that don't run and uh they did um a scan of their disc and they found out that basically the more you're running the higher your running volume is the higher your density was of your intervertebral disc compared to your peers. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. So you think like if if you had, how would that affect, do you think, if you had a herniated disc versus, like would, do you think it would keep you from herniating a disc or do you think it would better the condition of a herniated disc? It, that's going to go into that overtraining realm, I think. I mean, if you're training properly, and you're working up slowly and not doing too much, I think it's going to be a good adaption. But, you know, if you're putting a lot of stress on that disc and it's not ready, then I think you're going to risk uh, probably some annular tears or something along the lines of that. Okay, um, well, let's go ahead, going off of the back, let's go ahead and move into uh, other common injuries. Um, that we might come across with running. So, like, y- y'all were even following, plan were you guys following when you were training for the marathon? Uh, I was doing Nike's training programs, free online program. They had, I think it was 14 weeks long. So, 
I just remember it being really slow and incremental. Yeah, I was using a Under Armour app, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's really popular if you type in Under Armour running app on the App Store. I don't think I've ever, um, every time I start running, I'll tend to just like go out there and run as much as I can the first time, and then the next time will be like a couple days later, yeah. and the worst for me is shin splints. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very uh, common mistake. Yeah. One of the most common overuse injuries in running. I had some chin splint stuff going on. I got them. I still have them. Still have them? Oh, wow. I never get rid of mine. It's fine. I've never had them. Hmm. You probably should do some, like, dorsiflexion. Oh, yeah. I need to stretch my dorsiflexion. My TA, my tibialis anterior needs to be stretched. I got to try to gua sha it a couple times. Did that help any? Oh, yeah. Let's explain what that word means in case someone just... I'll let Trey take that because he's the guasha expert. Insert uh, Asian (laughs) sound bias, please. (laughs) So for those of you who are unaware, guasha is actually a Chinese medicine technique where they use uh, different tools to work on the soft tissue, a.k.a. muscles of the body. And when it transfers over to American medicine, we kind of go by the more instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization tag. It's pretty much the same exact thing. And uh, as a therapist, you can ha- you can take additional classes to be certified to be a uh, instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization provider. And uh, generally, what you're doing is you have these uh, tissues that are either made out of buffalo horn or hard, uh, really hard plastic. And you use like a uh, lotion and you're pretty much just providing like a three to five minute kind of depending on the uh, size of the muscle you are there's certain techniques and strokes that they teach you to help release tension in the muscles and then there's you can combine it with other techniques to uh, really help release tension that's uh, built up in muscle billets so it's really cool um joel i remember when you were running you were complaining a lot about your it band yep yep and i've actually heard a lot of people talking about it band um what was the like biggest problem that that was giving just knee pain yeah so Mm -hmm. it was yeah it hurts right on the lateral knee uh outside of your knee and uh it's due to tightness um and a lot of people think that you know you can stretch it or like get gua sha or some kind of massage on the lateral knee but um, what I found like doing research and stuff and kind of talking to people in the runner community they're saying you really need to stretch the proximal uh, origin of the muscle which is like TFL yeah TFL yeah the muscle that attaches to the IT band and uh, that, that originates at your hip so I got Trey to do the gua sha and I also started doing some foam rolling and flexibility. And I found that I had a lot of improvements with pain. And um, I also had to take a break and let it heal. But all those things combined, I, I found a significant improvement for the um, IT band. But yeah, it hurts. It feels like your knee is like locking up when you're running and you really can't go unless take like a, a leave or something. Mm. What got me the most whenever I run, was running was uh, hamstring tightness. 
just having naturally really tight hamstrings. Whenever we would go, like the end of practice, we would always do like uh, running towards the finish line, and I would always feel like I would pull a hamstring <laughs> running at maximum speed downhill. So, hmm. yeah, still sticks with me today, man. It sucks. Too much um, power. <laughs> what other what other injuries we got? Well, I have on here like hip and knee osteoarthritis just because there's so many people that will say that running causes that runner's knee too is thrown in there but I saw another study I'm always seeing these random studies and I I just kind of remember parts of them (laughs) but that uh, they had a higher runners had a higher prevalence of arthritis in their knees at a younger age than their peers but as they get older, they're less likely to have arthritis. So if someone's worried about developing arthritis in your clinic, that's seeing you and they're that's older, maybe they're older, they're, they're younger and they're worried about the future health of their knees. You don't want to discourage them because like we said, there's so many favorable benefits that will outweigh some of these smaller things that you could develop. But if you do it right, um, you're actually going to decrease that risk and and have a healthier knee than older age and into older age. Yeah, that, that's a good point, too. Um, there was another study that we found while we were researching this topic, and we were looking at um, just reported back pain. And so they took this big group of runners. It was almost 800 runners. And half of those, basically half, reported back pain. At the end of the study, uh, they concluded that favorable effects were much more frequent than unfavorable ones. So just like the OA, like it, it's not something you don't want to, it's not something you want to discourage your patients from doing, um, for sure. But all right, so we got the, we got we covered some injuries. There's there's plenty of more that we could we could talk about, but. Um, Let's, let's move into like what might cause those injuries. Like, is it mistakes in training? Is it form? Um, what do you guys? Well, what do you, if you wanted to suggest to someone how to start training for a marathon, if they came to you, how would you suggest doing that instead of being like Colton and jumping in? Because we know that just jumping in is gonna cause the injury. So do y'all have a suggestion for how to train for that? Yes, I think it can be done uh, without injury, but the key is, and this is what gets everyone, is too much, too fast, mm-hmm. and everyone's guilty of it. They get, they want to see, they want to go the distance, go as far as they can, yeah. first run, and that's how you're going to get hurt. You got to start slow. You got to go. You need to really do like half of what you are Thank physically you able to do. I mean, you can go. You could go outside and run a half marathon right now and really hurt yourself. But you could do it. But I it's a hundred degrees outside. No way, <laughs> dude. That's true with anything, man. Every time I like take a break from working out and go back in, boom, I'm hurting myself. Too much. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Too soon. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing, I guess. Overuse injuries, man. Yep. Yep. Well, what about form? Did y'all? Does it matter? Do y'all think it matters? I was thinking. I do. Like. Trey just talking about his hamstring. I mean, I was thinking might need to do a little form check on him. Yeah. Well, in our sports elective, uh, we were looking at at running gait. I guess is that the right term? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we were looking at like from top to bottom we were looking at foot pronation we were looking at knee valgus we were looking at you know pelvic drop we were looking at too much rotation at the trunk i mean we we're looking at all this stuff um I'm skeptical on like whether or not that actually is gonna make a difference. I'll be honest. I think it makes a big difference. Okay, battle it. I am skeptical. <laughs> skeptical as well, but I did see we did see some stuff in the literature. Yeah, we can talk about that too. Well, doesn't your body just naturally go to its like peak form almost? I mean, you go to the most natural thing for you. Yeah. Mm. So that's a good point. So it might go to the most like energy efficient. Which may not be the best. But if form. you're running 26 miles, you need energy True. efficient. For a marathon, yeah. But so along with form, though, I mean, landing on heel strike or toe strike? What do y'all do? Mid strike. You mid strike? Yeah. I'm a mid striker. Well, so I found on Runner's World, they talk about it 93% of people are heel strikers. Yes. You're going to heel strike, um, especially once you get fatigued. It's just. Well, so. Easier. Lauren runs on her toes. Okay. Ouch. And it stresses me out. Yes. That's because she has bad knees, and so she hates running heel strike on her knees. So she runs on her toes, hmm. but along with that, you get her calf is constantly contracting, mm. and so then she gets shin splints. No, she gets like probably like cramp. Achilles cramps. Tendinopathy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that. I, I I'm more of a forefoot. Really? Striker. Because I was a hill striker and I saw that you're supposed to not be a hill striker, so I tried to change that. And it definitely works the calves out. But why would you not be a hill striker? That's the natural gait when you walk. Well, actually. You were in sports. So. That like, evolutionary path of running, we never had these thick bottom shoes. So if you took your shoes off right now and went out in the parking lot and tried to jog, try to run on your heels. It's not going to happen. happen. The natural way to run is actually on, on your the toes? ball of your foot. Ball of your foot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to do it that way. I do think, um, at least in my experience, which is little in running, uh, <laughs> it seems it seems like more costly. Like it, it makes me feel out of breath quicker. It feels like I'm doing more work. On your toes? If When I'm doing a forefoot like that. But I'm still trying to like decrease my stride so I'm not having to reach so far out, trying to like strike under my base of support, which means I'm moving my feet quicker. I don't know, I don't know why it feels like that, but it definitely, I don't know. There's so much that goes into running. Yeah, there really well, is. Especially training. like on the, com- like whenever you're competing. Yeah. Like there's so many like nuances that you do, like depending on the course you're running, the terrain, hills, d- declines, like there's so many like small things that you change that adds up to time at the end if if there's one thing that you remember it's a long time ago from your cross country days did you was your coach decent I mean, yeah he, he was okay he, he what, ran what, what's coached. one thing that he changed about your form that you think might have improved to you the most the thing that helped me the most was like um, whenever we were running like uh, multiple hills like back to back to back to back or whatever like whenever we would go uphill, we would do. He taught us to kind of exaggerate the trunk flexion. Mm-hmm. To uh, I don't. It helped us get up the hill, and then whenever you're going down the hill, lean back further. And I remember one time where we were just running hill drills, doing that on like a six hills in a row, and knocked like 
12-ish seconds off my time consistently. Which like, is for a the big whole deal. Day, which is a huge deal. Yeah. Like, so that's the difference between, like, potentially, like, five to, like, 15, like, placement in yeah. a race. And, I mean, it's yeah, I've heard huge. That. Um, Zach, you said that you were mentioning if we, if we went out in the parking lot and took our shoes off, we'd all strike forefoot. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes into this like minimalist style shoe thing that you like have been. It kind of it seems like it's kind of gone away recently, but yeah. it seemed like three or four years ago that stuff was everywhere. Yeah, uh, there was this book that I read um, by Christopher McDougall, if I'm saying that last name correct. <laughs> but his his book was called Born to Run, and man, this is an awesome book. If you like running and you if you've had some like injuries running and stuff this guy his story started because he had had a foot injury and every doctor he went to said we're not born to run stop running like this is why you're getting hurt we're not made to run long distance this is why your foot's messed up stop running well this guy's like nah i can't handle that so there's this group of people in mexico called the tarahumara and they run in a minimalist style shoe and they're like ultra marathon champions like they're just naturally better than most people when it comes to ultra marathoning and they, they love to do it they did it from the time they're little like their games just involve ultra running and uh their shoe is just like a piece of rubber a piece of tire actually that they've cut and they run some rope through it and strap it around their feet and that's like what they sandal. yeah it's like a sandal and they run with that minimal style shoe and they don't have like hardly any injuries ever hmm. and they run on the balls of their feet like that i'm pretty sure because it's like the only way you can do it without any cushion yeah yeah but their running style is completely different than like some of the other very top ultra marathon runners is that why the whole that finger shoe thing came around i think it was yeah and uh there's some other guys that kind of came out there with their own shoes too you can actually buy some like your own kits where you can make these kind of shoes like send you a square piece of rubber and you can like cut it around your your feet feet. (laughs) Uh, i got into it when i read the book so oh yeah wait weren't you gonna get Something similar, like you were gonna get a sandal or something. I did, did. get the sandal. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. So I did get the sandal. Tell us about that. So uh, if y'all don't know this, but I have really sweaty hands and feet. But oh, Dude, same, y'all did. Same. Such sweaty hands and feet. So the first time I ran in a gym, like a cool gym, on a treadmill on these things, and I ran them. I ran in them, and it felt so good. I didn't wear socks. It's just my feet. And it felt so good. And I remember thinking, like, I've never ran like this before. Like, my form did feel different, and it just felt natural. Well, (laughs) the next day on my next run, I went outside in the middle of summer in Mobile, Alabama, and rubbed my feet raw, (laughs) running on, like, sidewalk in these shoes. Mm. And I thought, if I did this again, I'd wear socks, which would look ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I never tried it again. So mm. Man. I didn't really get to fully experiment that. I do feel like I've never had any experience with that, but whenever we, like, y'all ever, like, run in the grass? Yes. Like, yes. whenever we have those field days and take our shoes off and we're running in the grass barefoot, mm-hmm. that feels awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it is good to strengthen, like, your intrinsic foot muscles your ankle stabilizers. I think it's great for that, but I don't know if I would necessarily compete 
or train super long distance for that. Unless you're, you know, one of the Tara Humara and you've done that your whole life. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I wouldn't try that right now. And you're, I think. There was a guy in that book that ended up joining them and he ran barefoot and he would do those ultra marathons barefoot. And he just started like. Nah, well, he did yeah, at an older age. Yeah. Okay. He, he, I think, I want to say he had back pain and, uh, he couldn't find a shoe, no matter how much it cost, that would help his back pain. And then one day he ran down the street after something, I can't remember what it was, and bare, like barefooted. And he's like, wow, I just did that and didn't have any lower back pain. So he just kept doing it and ended up running ultra marathons barefooted. Wow. So well, on, the other, on the other flip of that, is there any research about expensive shoes being any better? I don't know. Joel. Yeah, yeah. I found a study. Uh, a study by Kumala et al. found that uh, cushion maximalist shoes like the Hoka 1-1 can actually alter uh, your spring-like running mechanic and amplify uh, impact loading. So um, they looked at two different speeds, 14.5 kilometers per hour and 10 kilometers per hour, which is more like the running speed for somebody getting into running or a long distance runner. And they showed that when you wear these shoes, you have actually have a stiffer leg when you land. And so when compared to like a conventional shoe, like I think they compared it to the Brooks, which is more like your Nike, your kind of basic neutral shoe and not the ultra cushioning. And they actually found the increase, increased load uh, with these shoes, so uh, the the heavy cushioning may not be the way to go either. So and those shoes are ugly too. Oh wait, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Someone might be wearing Hoka's. They're listening. Hey, to they, they, they <laughs> Matt, Matt just got some Hoka's. Oh yeah, he Matt did. Okay, no, I've seen his Hoka's. Those, those are okay. They're, they're, they're just like bulky looking. If you're just walking around, dude, I bet they are so comfortable. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But think about running. You know, you're like running on pillows essentially yeah. like, it it's gonna make it they look worse. like pillows they're so big yeah they gotta they're probably not as heavy as i think they are but they look know. heavy and but it yeah like this says just prevents that natural spring-like motion that the other shoes will help you get so so it sounds like there's not a real answer you find what you like and what works for you yeah yeah you try different shoes out shoes are not the reason don't choose a shoe for its brand. Don't do it. Take what works for you. Or its price. Yep. Yeah, I'll just think because it's, it's expensive that it's going to be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on running, guys? Running. I got a, for a really fun trivia question for you. Joel can answer, though. <laughs> Dude, where was the first marathon? The Mojave Desert. No. <laughs> the, Greek, the Greek runner. Oh, Athens. Athens to... What battle? Battle of Marathon. Bam. Oh, that's the winner. Nice. Year? Don't know the year. Ooh, 760 BC. Was it Hermes? Ooh. Ooh 490 BC. 490. Ballpark. No, Hermes, is, Hermes <laughs> is the Greek god of something, but. Travel. Tra- is it travel? Or like. He's the, like speed or something. He's a little dude, but he's fast. And mm-hmm. so that's he's, why he's the runner guy. That's why Nike has the Hermes. Huh. So they had the Hermes. Have you ever heard that that guy might have ran that marathon faster than like 
Already died after. Yeah, he died yeah. after from exhaustion. I've heard I if that's like a legend or if yeah. They claim true. like I've heard that, that he probably ran the fastest marathon. Hermes is the god of shepherds, land, travel, and literature, and sports and athletes. Pretty much anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome! What a guy. That's my fun I was, fact. I was listening to some podcast. I think it was the Outside Podcast, and they had some. They had these two guys on that hunted. They, they had, like, this theory that, like, humans were meant to go long distances and even more so than, like, the animals that we hunt. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would like, run down their prey. They like, mentioned that in Born to Run. They mentioned that we are the best endurance animals on planet Earth. That is yeah. crazy. They, they, they Ultramarathoners will race horses. These guys like Scott Jezik and... Uh, the Tarahumara dudes, they actually have races where they place them against horses and their horse riders, of and course, and they go long distance and they beat them every single time. That is insane. Yeah. That makes me feel so inferior as a, <laughs> as a human being. Well, you should feel so superior, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, like because we well, uh, we I mean, sweat, I couldn't be we're one of. The, I think we might be the only animal that sweats. No. Dogs sweat. No, they don't. They, they don't. pant. They pant. They pant. They don't sweat. No, mm-hmm. no. You didn't know that, dude. Go back <laughs> there. Learning stuff, school. Man. Learning stuff. Wait, pigs sweat. Pigs sweat though. Do they sweat? Yeah. I, I know no, one of the few that. Because I remember I said uh, sweat like a dog, and I got roasted one time. <laughs> and they were like, the phrase is sweating like a pig. Pig sweat. I was like, oh. <laughs> You can actually YouTube some uh, African guys chasing down big prey, and it's awesome. They use their endurance to basically make a deer pant to death, and they stab it and kill it. Google it. I mean, YouTube it. <laughs> that, no, that's what I was talking about. That was in the podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Dude. They were running down there. Thank goodness we don't have to do that anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. If that's how I had to hunt my food. I would, I'd give up. Be a vegetarian. Yeah, be a vegetarian for sure. You would adapt. Nope. You get good. Nope. So we have a few things we're going to talk about before. Yeah, we got we got some things we want to talk about. Okay. So uh, we did want to talk about a mice problem with yeah, Austin. I don't do mice. You don't do mice. Nope. We've talked about this. Black flag, dude. Black yeah. Flag. We have a trip planned where there's a shelter that's overrun with mice. We've kind of discussed that Austin might not be able to handle that. But lately, we've found out that they've kind of come on to you first. They've come to you. They brought the fight to me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> brought the fight to me in the I think they, yep. they sensed your fear, and they are trying to push you out of your home, man. Yeah. Fun fact. Did you know it only takes a quarter of an inch for a mouse to get inside your house? Wow. Yes, I did know that. I looked up that same fact. It, it's t- if their skull can fit through it, the rest of their body can. That's what, they, that's what they told Lauren, that a quarter of an inch, if there's a quarter of an inch opening in your house. Jeez. How are you supposed to plug all that Dude, up? I, I've been there. You, 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 have to, you have to get the steel wool. You have to basically search high and low uh, every corner of your house, and you have to stuff steel wool in the holes. We've got seven mouse traps in our house. I have two outside times. of my – I have two of those poison boxes outside of my house. We have four, but they're all empty. So we, we found You just got to get into the game, Austin. Hurts. I just, thought I would just burn the house down. It's a good option. <laughs> they, they would still survive. That's the problem. 
you the cockroaches would, would. Yeah, the yeah. cockroaches definitely would. Well, Lauren wanted to move. She was she sent me another house yesterday. I was like, hey, we should move here. And I was like, we had, we, we can't. Like, we have a lease. No. Well, you may be able to opt out a lease. No. If you have a mice nope. infest, yeah, probably not, actually. Nope. Really? Nope. I'd be getting a lawyer, maybe. They're not going to be able to get through my contract. Oh, dude, don't worry. I looked. Well, remember, well, that's mice, a battle, though. Mice can't sweat it's as well war. as you. It's a war. You so, can track them down. You could hunt you them. You could run them out of your house. Dude, they're fast. You <laughs> they, see those suckers move? Fast. Wait, do you guys have a cat? No, I got a dog. Okay. Maybe think about getting a cat. I'm not dude, a I cat guy. I'm not either. I'm not, I just get like an I'm outdoor a, cat, like a tom cat. About it, you got to keep them hungry, though. Oh, here's, here's some advice, though. If you get the sticky pads, I'm going to tell you what not to do. So when I had a mice problem, or it was actually a rat problem, like last year around this time, I bought those sticky pads, and they're, you know, That's you put like use, some peanut, yeah. Nutella or something, you put Nutella on there, they get on there, they stick. All right, that, so we caught one in the middle of the night, we caught a rat. It was like halfway on, and it was under my stove, banging around, I thought somebody had broken in. Anyway, I didn't want to deal with it, so I scooped it up and threw it in the trash. I was like, it's just going to die in my trash, right? Like my outside trash. I figured it would just die, and I wouldn't have to deal with actually killing it. Um, well, the next morning, I was like, I can't sleep knowing that I didn't kill him. I have to go make sure he's dead. I open up the big trash can, and he almost jumps on me. Like, the, And there was nothing in the trash can. It was a four-and-a-half-foot-tall trash can, and the rat almost jumped, Nightmares. almost cleared it. Almost cleared it. So I call my neighbor, Trey, right, this, this bro over here. He brings over a hammer <laughs> because that's all he's got. We don't have a shovel. We don't have anything with length. So he has a hammer, and he opens the, the lid. He almost jumps out again. You saw it. What was your mind? You, you, that was like a super rat. My mindset was uh, you called me over here to do a job, and I was going to do it. And so once I saw what I was working with, you know, we, we tried to throw a couple rocks rat. at it. First. We, tried, we tried, like, we tried dropping like a cinder block in it, and it missed, obviously. <laughs> and it picked up the cinder block and pushed <laughs> it out of the way. And so then I opened it up again, and he was sitting there, and uh, he went to jump, and I just smacked him with a hammer. And he yeah. died. Yep. Trey just started. Way swinging. to be the apex, bro. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta like alpha. You gotta. Yeah. Assert your dominance over a creature, and that's what I did. We heard it. It's a little death. So big and <laughs> Killed a mouse. All right, rat. I'm done. I'm done with this mouse rat talk. I'm over okay. 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 I don't do that anymore. It's a big difference, mouse rat. Speaking of running, running, and and not like going full force into something that you haven't trained for, we're about to start our four on four flag football team. Makes over me the nervous. hill. What was the name? Team over the hill. Uh, Fitting. I was thinking about going torn ACL, but that might actually. <laughs> so, I don't want to wish that. Don't existence. put that evil on us, man. <laughs> hey, we have a really good rehab protocol, though. So, look, our health is the main focus. But, you know, we obviously want to win, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not tearing anything no. unless it's like freak accident. No. Joel wants that QB position. I I want it, but I know I suck, so I'm like. He, earlier today, he was like. You want to be QB? Colton, you should be QB. <laughs> and he just, all he wanted was for me to say, no, you should be the QB. <laughs> hey, you I should be. He really should be, though. Look, we only need a nickel and dime it down this that's, field. That's all I got. Short passes. I can't throw more than 25 yards, but I will. I will throw the slants, the Crosses. screens, 
The crosses all day. Who's all fourth? We should have six, right? Yeah, we have six. Oh. So somebody's playing two sides. Yeah. Which is not going to be fun. Our trusty sidekicks, the OTs, they're coming in. You're going to have to change the name on the back of your jersey, though. What, Waterboy? No, you're going to have to change that name. Why? Because you're going to have to change it to Chicken Wing Johnny. Oh, oh that was good. Chicken Wing Johnny. Chicken Wing Johnny. Yeah, That's benchmark about it. Chicken Wing Johnny. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode about uh, the running and okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the running, the running. I'm just gonna do what comes. Just do what feels like Trey Huggins. Trey Trey Huggins. My village. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Segue. Oh man, that was it was rough. good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. You can dislike us. I'm about to bow out of this day. <laughs> try again. All started be with funnier. <laughs> try again and be funnier. And that's our that's our new soundbite. Try again and be funnier. <laughs> No, I said try again. It will be funny. <laughs> be funnier. Be funnier. <laughs> be funny.